Oh, great initiative by the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Empowering the Jamaican people to become financially literate. Hey, keep up the good work. Informative and valuable content that is so easy to follow along. I've learned so much from the Jamaica Stock Exchange and you podcast. You're tuned in to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You Podcast, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange, hosted by Henneke Watkins-Porter, demystifying the capital market. Your path to understanding wealth starts now. It's the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast, and I am your host, Henneke Watkins-Porter. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You is brought to you by QMUX Wealth Management, making more possible. Regardless of where you are in your life and business, at some point, you will need to raise capital. In the past, your go-to options perhaps were getting a bank loan or speaking to your rich great-great-uncle or grandfather or grandmother or whatever the case may be. But in today's era, compared with, say, 10 years ago, with many ways to raise capital, your options are limitless. With this ease of access comes the need for more intentionality with how to use this capital that you have raised. Capital deployment decisions rank high on the list of outcomes that boards and management must oversee. Making this choice is never easy. So what are some of the key principles to be considered for effective capital deployment? Well, to give us the answers we are looking for is Dr. William Lawrence, a strategy consultant, board chairman of the Jamaica Business Development Corporation and chairman of the Jamaica Stock Exchange's eCampus Academic Review Committee. He joins us to talk about factors owners and leadership teams need to remember when considering deploying capital for their organization. Welcome, welcome, Dr. Lawrence. Thank you so much. And I must say hello to your listeners. Yes, and, and I'm sure they appreciate you hailing them up, as we say in Jamaica, right? <laughs> All right. So when we talk about capital and um, raising capital and capital deployment, what are we talking about? Essentially, many companies fail to generate the value expected from their strategic actions. And this is why some leaders say, that long-term planning is futile. But when you examine the, the data, as I have over years, capital deployment is what requires careful attention. Simply put, capital deployment is the way you utilize debt or equity to drive your current operations, change your business portfolio, or the way you compete. And I should say that capital deployment is a must for business renewal, which must be done from time to time. All right, so now that you've set that groundwork for us, you've done the groundwork, you've set the, the pace, I need to understand from you, as do our listeners, what are some of the factors to, to be considered when we are thinking about capital deployment and perhaps even before deployment of such capital, talk about the raised capital, how we go about raising capital in the first place to begin with. Capital is raised from three sources, from your cash flow, from your ongoing operations, from borrowing money from several sources, 
and from equity, essentially ownership. What I must say, the situation must be understood in the context of what's going on. Because if you look at the stock exchange, since the inception of the exchange back in 1969, 157 companies have been listed and 76 or 48% of these companies have incurred severe losses at some point of which a third collapsed. Just last year, during the pandemic, for the year, 54% of all listed companies reported either profit decline or losses. And when you look at the data, the way capital is deployed is at the heart of the performance outcome. Now, I have developed from peer-reviewed research a set of five steps for deploying capital, and the steps are easy to remember. Steps mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, and E. Right. If you remember the steps, then certainly doing it becomes less on- onerous. A refers to assess. That's the first step. All companies should assess their business resilience, the ability of the business to not only grow by seizing new opportunities, but also recover from financial hardship if they encounter it. And when I say measure, I'm talking about measuring it quantitatively. I have developed and I've used with several clients 10 basic questions that must be answered. Each question is scored on a five-point scale. And you can get an aggregate score from one to five. And I'm here to tell you that if your business resilience is less than 65%, you're exposed to severe hardship. So you really need to keep your resilience above 65%. Mm -hmm. But also these questions help the companies to identify the weaker areas for attention. Too many companies solve the wrong problem. Hmm, it's interesting. It's important to identify what are your weaker areas and focus your resources as limited as they are in that space. The Caribbean, as you know, has very small, weak markets which restricts the ability to achieve economies of scale. And in Jamaica, the situation goes further because exchange rate volatility often disrupts operations. So assessing resilience and identifying the weaker areas is very important. That's step A. Step B, B, boost financial health. What I've seen from the research is that there is an overwhelming emphasis on the profit and loss account or income statement and relatively little attention to the balance sheet. Now, I'm not saying that the income statement is not important, but the balance sheet speaks to liquidity and solvency. And it is here the data shows that equity is severely underutilized. Less than 1% of all companies filing GCT returns are listed on the stock exchange, for example. And the data shows 
that there is a very high correlation in excess of 75% between the equity held by a company at the start of the financial year and the profit that it generates at the year end. So I'm urging companies to pay attention to the amount of equity on the balance sheet to build liquidity and solvency. A financial institution is good if your equity ratio is 15%, but for a non-financial institution, it should be at least 30%. So that's B, boosting financial health. C, choose an appropriate strategy. Two companies in the same industry may need to use very different strategies. And this is why the powerful balance scorecard system should be used in the Caribbean context. As many listeners know, this has four perspectives, financial, customer, internal process or operations, and learning and growth. Use the balance scorecard system to craft a strategy, a plan of action that's unique for your company. And I might add, Emika, the data shows that too many companies over rely on price to compete. Price should be used as a last resort. Mm -hmm. I know that when products are mature, they become more price sensitive. And what I suggest is that companies look at ways to augment the core product. You can augment, for example, by providing genuine customer service of excellent quality or even convenience. So C, choose the appropriate strategy by using the balance scorecard system. Price compete only if you must and always augment the products that you're offering by way of customer service, convenience, or other, other factors. D, deploy an effective business model. Unfortunately, business model has become a buzzword, meaning everything for everybody. In the purest sense, your business model is the way the company creates and delivers value. And when we talk about value, it's not just about the value or supply chain from your procurement through to your order fulfillment. That's good. But it's also about your value proposition. What is your central message to your customer that will encourage them to do business with your company? And the value proposition matures over time. So a value proposition that is very effective last year might be ineffective this year because of the changing environment. Consider this, 50 years ago, there were 41 companies listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange, 41. Today, 50 years later, only seven of those companies remain, seven of 41, and all seven has had to periodically adjust the value proposition. So when you think about your business model, don't just look at the value or supply chain. Look at your value proposition because it may be obsolete without your knowing it. And mm -hmm. finally, you know, we're using the acronyms 
A, B, C, D, E. Enhance the efficiency of your operations. When you hear the word efficiency, your listeners would always say it's about how much output you generate from your inputs. Or in other words, how can you do more with less resources? The data shows that companies that leverage digital technologies, be it social media or email or other forms, are able to reach more customers. And you know, unfortunately, over the entire history of the stock exchange, only 9% of firms have expanded operations overseas. And the data from the JBDC, which serves over 6,000 clients annually, show that Jamaican companies are much better at using the internet to buy what they want than they are at selling what they have. It's important to use digital technologies to drive sales, to drive output. And what I'll also say on enhancing efficiency, on the input side, too many companies operate at too low a level of sophistication. What do I mean? Some of the approaches to improve efficiency are regarded as useless theory, but they're not. Take, for example, Lean Six Sigma. This fancy buzzword sounds complex. Mm -hmm. Please, very, <laughs> tell very me about simple it. <laughs> understand. It's a process to remove waste by doing five things. Defining the task, measuring the task, assessing what's going on, improving it, and then controlling it. Everyone, every company should Google the steps of Lean Six Sigma for your industry and apply those steps to drive waste out of the system. So enhancing operations efficiency involves when you're deploying capital, making more use of digital technologies to generate more output and making more use of Lean Six Sigma to keep waste at a minimum. So these are the five steps, Enika, that I urge all your listeners to adopt immediately. When you implement these steps, you can expect as a result, several things. If you're already profitable and you're seeking to grow, you can expect quantum improvement in your assets, in your revenues, and your profit. If you're incurring losses and you implement these steps, you can expect to save time and money by implementing turnaround more quickly with better results. All right. So those five steps, let me just reiterate, uh, uh, assessing resilience, boosting financial health, choose opportunities that are strategic, appropriate, appropriate strate um, strategic uh, opportunities, employ an effective um, business model and enhancing efficiency of operations. Right. Um, well yeah. said. And I know that's a lot that our audience members are chewing on 
even as they listen to you speak, you know, with such knowledge that you you have come to share with us today, uh, Dr. Lawrence. So I have been speaking with Dr. William Lawrence, who is a strategic consultant, board chairman of Jamaica Business Development Corporation and chairman of the Jamaica Stock Exchange eCampus Academic Review Committee. Dr. Lawrence, at this point, I'm going to ask you for two things. One, to share, you know, any final thoughts that you may have around the subject of, you know, deploying risk capital. And two, your contact information so that my listeners can get in touch with you for further discourse on the subject matter. Uh, thank you. My contact information is William Lawrence. One word, William Lawrence with a double at cwjamaica.com. My peer-reviewed book titled Business Renewal and Performance in Jamaica, available from Amazon, as well as Kingston Bookshop uh, here locally, provides guidance on the steps I've mentioned, and uh, separately, I've developed a set of user-friendly templates for each step to assist if required. urge all companies to engage in business renewal by deploying capital proactively using these five steps of justice crime. Very good last words there, Dr. William Lawrence. Thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. You're most welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and you, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange with your host, Henneke Watkins-Porter. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and you was brought to you by Cumux Wealth Management, making more possible. Once you have accessed working capital for your business, you must make the best decision on how to spend that capital in the most strategic way. What's your take on this? Please send us your feedback at jamstockx.com or on social media at jamstockx. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You is produced by Henneke Watkins Porter of the Entrepreneurial You podcast and now TV show where you can find more at hennekewatkinsporter.com to hear leadership and entrepreneurship lessons from guests like Marlene Street Forrest, Les Brown, Richard Branson, Seth Goding, Lisa Nichols, Zachary Harding, etc., etc., etc. You get the point, right? So that's all for now. See you next week. And remember, as Warren Buffett says, rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, don't forget. Rule number one, do take care.